Okay, so we're going to start at the Mishnah on 108b. Kuf Ches Amid Beis. Pikdoni. I gave you my Pikadon. I gave you my object to watch. And um, I want it back. Where is it? Omarlo, they told to him, Avad, we got bad news. It's lost. And again, it's not a negligent loss. It's a loss that could not have been prevented. Um, if he's uh, being paid, so then he has to prevent loss. But if he's... Uh, Rabbi Shain, uh, can you turn up your volume? Put up the volume? Let's see. I can barely hear you. Oh, okay. That'll be a little better. Okay. Can you hear me now? Not much. Maybe it's my phone. It had trouble. No, I'm able to hear fine. Oh, yeah. He said he can hear okay. Oh, so. uh, no, I can hear okay. Okay. So the guy wants to know, so I was just explaining that it, it depends on whether the guy was being paid to watch it or was doing you a favor. But you left him a pikadin, and you want to know where it is, and he takes an oath. I, he doesn't have it. It got lost. The Omer Amen. Um, the reason why we've been saying this Amen is the uh, they read him the oath and then he confirms that that's what he's saying. So that that the the word Amen is actually him making the oath. The Edim so, and then after he testified in court, the witnesses show up, and guess what? Instead of it getting lost, he ate it for supper. Shaochlo. So Mishalim Karim, he's going to have to. Okay. Uh, if he admits on his own, so he's not only has to pay, he has to add the fifth uh, for lying, and then he uh, he brings a Corbin. He can uh, uh, basically, if he admits it, he can fix it. You know, the Hashem. Uh, it it sounds like he gets a worse punishment when he admits it, but when when we catch him, he has to make restitution, but he's not finished yet. Whereas if he admits it, he this is the process. Okay, next case. Hey, can pick Doni, where is my lost object? Omerlo Nignaf. It's stolen. The previous case, he said it was lost. In this case, he says it was stolen. He's the one who stole it. So in this case, where he's toin tainis ganif, he claims it was stolen. So in this case, if we catch him, he's going to pay double. Hodu miyatsmo. Uh, if he admits on his own, you don't pay the double, but you pay Karen Vatamush Vashem. Okay, next case. Hagozo es Aviv. Person steals from his dad. Venishbalo, um, and dad says, Give me back my thing, and the son swears, I don't have it. And he swears to his father falsely. And then the father passes away. And uh, now he wants to do tshuva. Harizem Misham Karen Vatamush Vashem. Now he has to do the same three. He, he does the Karen, the item he took. He has to atone for his false oath. And then he has to bring the Corbin. So in this case, he's going to have to pay uh, the people that inherited the state, the estate. So he's going to pay Labanov to his father's kids or to his father's brothers um, or his brothers, uh, whoever is the heirs. V'im enu rotsa. What if he can't really afford, he doesn't want to, uh, um, so the problem here is this, this is where it gets complicated. He became the father. 
he became, he inherited his father. He became a third of his, say he has two brothers and him. So and it, he owed his father, and then his father died, and then he took over a third of his father's enterprise. So now that he wants to make restitution, um, so if he wants to, he can afford it, he just pays his brothers or his uncles or whoever is the estate. But uh, if he doesn't want to, or he can't afford it, so how can he do teshuva and give it back, but take the part of the estate he's entitled to? So let's just pause for a second. Let's say this was uh, uh, a bull or expensive cow, right? So he owed, he stole it from his dad, and he has to return it. But now that he's inherited a third of everything that's his father's, so in effect, he, he's returning it to himself. So the problem, though, is you, in order to do tshuva, he's got to give it back uh, to himself. How do you do that? That's the question. So if he doesn't, uh, if he just wants to give it to his brothers and say, you know, uh, he, he, has to, he has to give back what he took, and so he'll give it back and he'll give it to them. So that's one way to do it. But if he doesn't want to do it that way, he can't afford it. So, the Imein Urotza Oshe'enlo, or he doesn't have. So this is what he should do. Loiva, he should borrow money. Uh, and Ubale Choyven, and then he should give it to his brothers. Uh, and then the people who he just borrowed from will collect from uh, up to a third of that money that he gave his brothers, Nefroim. And then they'll collect it. So this way he gave back the whole thing. And then the collectors will go and they'll take it. to See, if he takes it away, he's not giving back the whole thing. If he's going to keep a third to himself. So he, he, he stole, when he stole, it was taking away from his dad. It was stealing. And so he's got to fix that. He created a hole. His hole was he took away from a living person, a sheep, a goat, whatever it was. So now the problem is he became a third of that person. Uh, his dad, he inherited his dad, he can't not return part of it, so he's got to return the whole thing, um, but if he takes it back, then he's not returning it. But if his collectors take it back, that is returning it. So that's the, that's the system that he uses. Collectors take it back and then, in turn, pay him his share of... Well, no, no, he borrowed the money. He, got the, he borrowed the money from them, so he got his third, and then they went and they collected it. So let let's say uh, let's let's say the this was worth six hundred dollars. Right. It was a six hundred dollar, and being there were only three, there's three brothers, so two hundred dollars of it is his. Right. So he borrows six hundred dollars from the creditors. They go and collect this after he takes it back, and they. Um, uh, so that's how they. So he gives the whole thing back, but they take his share. And he, get, he, he borrowed money for that, so he got to keep the cash. Next case. Omer Livno, uh, Dad tells his kid, uh, it should be forbidden for you to benefit from me. This word we have, like it should be like a Corbin to you. So, uh, so the kid's not allowed to benefit from the dad. The dad made an oath, I forbid you to benefit from my estate. Wonder what the kid did, but these such things happen. Um, and uh, the father, as long as the father's alive, the kid can't benefit from the estate. Now, e mace, 
Now, if the father died, you're Shenu. Uh, um, uh, the, uh, the, the father died, Yershenu Bechayev, Uvamoso. The Im Atanemeshim Mes, Yershenu Bechayev, Uvamoso. The kid will inherit him now because the dad passed away. Im Mes, I'm sorry, I read that wrong. Im Atanemeshali, Im Mes, Yershenu. If the father dies, the son will inherit. It's only when he was alive he couldn't benefit. Now that the father passed on, the son will inherit. What if the father was so angry at the kid? He said, you won't benefit from me in my life or in my death. Even after I die, I'll still be angry with you and you can't benefit. So in this case, he may slow his he, he What do you call that? You disinherit him? Is that the word? You, uh, you wrote him out of the will. right? You, uh, so then the kid won't inherit. Um, um, and um, so now, um, how do, if the son had stolen from the dad, maybe that's why the dad wrote him out of the well, he's stealing from him. So, um, so who does the son return the lost object to? He gives it back to. Um, Either uh, his sons or to his brothers, whoever inherits the estate, the im einlo. Now, what happens if there's nobody else? Uh, there's nobody else to give it to. Um, uh, the um, so and he he need. In other words, you've got this son who stole from his dad, and um, um, he wants to pay back. So Loiva let him borrow the money, Ubal Chovin Boyvin Ifroim, and then they'll go and they'll collect from the estate. Um, if the uh, the, the son he's himself the only, he's the only inheritor. Yeah, in this case he's the only inheritor. Okay, and we're gonna explain these cases in the Gemara. Let's see the Gemara. Um Omar Yosef. Um so um we said before, um that if he stole from his dad, he should give the give what he stole to the other people that inherited from his dad, his brothers, whoever that may be. Some Rabbi Yosef, what if he can't find any brother? Nobody else inherited anything from his dad. So how does he pay back? His dad, there's no estate. There's nobody to give to. So Rabbi Yosef, he can give them, put the money in the pushka. Rashi. Three lines in the top. If he can't find those that inherited his dad, the me Yashiv, to give back to, uh, he still has to give it back. He stole it. His dad died, so let him give it to Sidaka. Amra Papa, when you give it to Staka, you have to say, You can't just give it to Staka and pretend you're a generous person. You have to tell the Staka, I'm giving you what I stole from my dad. Um, so, uh, the more has the question, why does he have to give it? If he's the only inheritor, let him forgive himself. He became his dad, and so now he can finally say, Dad doesn't mind if I keep it. So why does he have to pay himself back if he takes, if he goes, to puts on his father's shoes. You know, we had that in, in Yibam and Chalitza, he puts on the shoes. He's wearing his father's shoes. So now that he's his father, why can't he say to himself, you know what? 
I know that you took my animal and uh, this and that, but you know what? You can keep it. So why does the son have to return it, is the question. Since the son becomes the father, can he forgive himself? Me, Lotznan. Uh, didn't we learn, there was a mission of before, that sometimes the father did forgive the son. Mocholo alakaren. What if the father forgave the son for what he stole, but he didn't give him, forgive him for not paying back the fifth for lying? So you see from that discussion, Alma bar mechilahu, that it, it's possible to forgive. It's possible that the, the father is able to forgive the son, or, or if somebody steals from someone, that you could forgive the robber. So here also, uh, what's the problem? Why does he have to actually give it to tzedakah? Let him just forgive himself uh, and do the mitzvah that way. So Amrav Yochan Lokasha, the answer is this goes like an opinion that doesn't allow that. I, we said before, you could forgive. That's a different opinion. So let's see, where's the two opinions? Hi, Rabbi Yosegli, hi, Rabbi Kiva. Uh, it's the debate between Rabbi Yosegli and Rabbi Kitanya. The Imein Lishkoel Hashiva Asham. It's talking about over there, if somebody stole from somebody um, and it, somebody wants to give it back and the guy died and the person didn't have an heir. The heir is called the Goel. We have that in the book of Rus, the one that redeems the estate. If the guy didn't leave over anybody to give back to what was stolen, so that's uh, the, what, pasuk, who, what kind of person would that be? Can there be a Jew who doesn't have a relative who's going to inherit him? We're all related. You know, you, you play Jewish geography in 10 minutes and we all got, you know, we're all connected somehow, right? So uh, every Jew has, has a, has, is related, has somebody to inherit him. So what does it mean that you won't find anybody to inherit him? It must be uh, It must be he's a convert. He's a brand new person. Convert, when he, he joins the Jewish people, He's, he's, he doesn't, his, his relatives are non-Jews. Those are not, he's not connected to them in the same way. So uh, it must be that this Pusik talks about where you stole from somebody and he died and there's no one to give back to. It's talking about a convert that died without children and uh, there's no one to give back to. Harishigezo, Hager. He stole from the convert. Vinishbalo and the convert said, give it back. He said, I don't got it. And he swore. Vishama Shemes, Hager. And now he finds out the guy died. And so he wants to do tshuva, so he brings the money up to Shalim. <laughs> so the, the psukim talk about giving it to the kohanim, <clears throat> giving up the, uh, if, if the person dies and there's no heirs, that you can give the money to the kohen fund. Where did the state money go? The Gerard might not have had somebody to inherit him, but he had an estate. Why wouldn't you just... Maybe he did, maybe he didn't, I don't know. Uh. So if he didn't have a, an, an estate, right. So you're asking if he, let, if he had an estate, couldn't you give it to whoever inherited the estate? Well, wherever the estate But what if the Gare just decided to give it away to somebody who was a friend? But is that called giving it to the Gare? Uh, you know, you know he, he took it from someone. So he brings the money up and he brings, he has to bring the Corbin and he brings the fifth. Mm. And, uh, and uh, he finds out uh, and uh, he thought the guy died. He runs into him. <laughs> the guy is uh, of all people. And, uh, and uh, now, they, they, uh, so, uh, so this is what he does. 
And he says, um, I want to give this back to you, but can I borrow it? You know, I don't have it on me to return. So I, I'm admitting I owe you the money. And I'll pay you back on uh, on Monday when I get my check. I'll pay you back. Uh, in other words, he he's up in Yerushalayim. He's the Ola Regal. He's bringing the offering to atone for stealing from this gear. He runs into the gear. He says, oh, my goodness, you're still alive? He says, I'll, I'll, I'll give you your sheep back. I'm the one who took it. But he says, I don't have it, but uh, I'll borrow it from you. And then the gear does die. So, uh, and since there's no heirs, he gets to keep it. Basically, if there's no one to give it back to, you can keep it. And he's not guilty of theft. Rabbi Kiva says, no way. If a person steals, um, he, he, it's, not a, it's not just a question of owing someone money. You've taken away from somebody, and you can't fix that. The theft has to be given back, regardless if there's anybody to claim it. Um, so that's Rebbe Kiv's opinion. So, um, ooh, the Reb, um, now, like Rebbe Yosef Glili, where the, um, he doesn't have to give it back to the, uh, where the gear died, it doesn't make a difference if, uh, if he inherits the estate himself and wants to forgive himself from paying back. Or if it's uh, to someone else, Mati Mokule. Basically, the theft can be forgiven and then you don't have to pay it. If the theft is forgiven, he says, don't worry about it, then he doesn't. But according to Rivi Kiva, Loshna Acher makes no difference if it's, it's to someone else or even if it's to yourself, you can't forgive it. Uh, the only way to fix this is to give back what you took. It, it's uh, something stolen has to be removed, you can't, it can't stay with you even if there's nobody claiming it anymore. So, so then why did he have to borrow the money uh, and promise to pay? Why couldn't he just owe it as, as theft? And when the guy died, he doesn't have to pay. Why does it mention that he borrowed it? To tell you the power of Rebbe Kiva, that even though it's no longer... See, originally he owes it because he's a crook who has to give it back. But then when he apologizes and said, oh, I had no idea you were still alive. I'm happy to give it back to you. Just, just give me time. So at that point, it's no longer being held illegally because the owner has said, I'll loan it to you. I'll let you give it back next time, the next Yantuf, next time I see you. So according to, it's coming to tell you, even like Rebbe Kiva, where the, uh, the robber and the, uh, the one he robbed from are on good terms, still, afilu zakwa milva lo takana. He still doesn't help. It's an interesting debate here. Is it, is it about ha- uh, owing money or the fact that you took it? You know, it's, uh, once you take it, 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 has, it has to be given back. It's not a question of is he asking for it back? Is he not? You took it. So in order to fix taking, you've got you to remove it. It's, uh, it's, uh, so even if he inherits his dad and he's the only one, he's still got to give it back. You know, that's it. What do you mean? He, he is his dad. He forgives himself. It doesn't matter. According to Rebbe Kiva, he's got to give it back. Okay. So there's two opinions. If you can forgive yourself, certainly you can forgive other people. Uh, if you're going to tell me he, other people, so certainly yourself. So um, the wording doesn't seem to fit 
if this is the this uh, machlokus, you're right. We're going in Rav that you could forgive yourself. But ki the You can forgive other people uh, But you can't forgive yourself. Uh, that that already is. Um, um, it's interesting why you couldn't forgive yourself if you own it, but he's saying you can't. And so in basically, if it's stolen and he dies, the convert, and right now it's ownerless, you can't just keep it. You can't say, well, there's nobody to, nobody to give it back to. If you turned it into a loan and then he died, then you could keep it. Because um, it's almost like when a person steals that creates an obligation to give back. And that can't be forgiven. So that's, that's the concept here. Ravo says, we're both going like Revi Kiva. You can't forgive yourself. That sounds too suspicious. But to somebody else you could. Does that imply that Rav Yosef gladly holds, as we turn the page, uh, that you could forgive yourself. And if you could forgive yourself, how would you ever have to give it to Kohanim? Uh, because it's not, it, since it's ownerless, you could always keep it. So where is it that if you stole from him and there's no one to give back to, once he dies and there's nobody demanding it, you should be able to keep it like Rabbi Yosei Aglili. So what happened was you stole from the gear of Anishbalo and you swore to him you didn't have it. Umesagir, and then he died. Um, and you admitted after he died that it was stolen. When you admitted it, it then becomes, uh, it belongs to Hashem, but that's the Kohanim. It's, um, I, I, I guess the, um, the, um, Really, it belongs to Hashem, but the Kohanim accept it for Hashem. Um, let's see Rashi, three lines from the top. Hashem Kohanim. See, if he admitted it during the life of the Ger, then it would be like he owed him. And then he could forgive himself. But since he didn't admit it till later, as soon as he admits it, see, the, the issue here is that the, the convert died and there's nobody to claim the property. So we're saying that when uh, it, Hashem, so to speak, claims it. And so that's why he's got to give it to the Kohanim. Okay, next question. Boy Ravino. Gazlukioris. What about if he steals from a female convert? Uh, is that any different? Isha, Marachmana, do you say it's a man? Velo Isha, the Torah speaks of a man. Odilma, Urkadakrahu. It's just the normal, I mean, usually the women aren't doing the, the business, so to speak. It's, it's just it's not it's not excluding women. It's just talking about the normal thing as a man. So I'm a So let's see what we can find out. The Tanya, we learned ish ish. I only know if the convert's a man. Um, uh, I what about if you borrowed from a female convert? Kishu Omar Hamoshav. It says uh, the giving back that implies two. So really, a man or a woman. Uh, you you're there, you have to return to a gear or a gioris. So why does it say ish? So it tells you something else. Ish If there's a regular man, you better check out if he has a relative, if he has somebody to inherit yeshla golim imlav. Cotton. If you borrowed from a minor convert, 
So then it's not necessary yet. It's Sarek Laksarlov. You don't have to check it out, but you do a Sheilo Golan. How can you have a minor cotton? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so, um, who did I see talked about? I think it was Tosus. Um, Tosus, yeah, let's take a look. Michael wants to know Tosus' question. I told you always, whatever you're, whatever you're thinking like the Bali Tosus, you're in good, good, good hands. <laughs> so let's see the uh, second Tosus. How could you steal from him by Ein Zakiya cotton? So Tosus first wants to know the miner doesn't own anything. So how did you steal from him? Uh, it's only rabbinic. The rabbis didn't want you going and fighting with people's kids and stealing from them. You can't eat from a baby. So rabbinically you're not. Well, I mean, it's not Minatora because really they can't represent themselves. And he can't, can't be inherited from his father. So... Um, How he um, convert with the cotton? Does yeah, he be old enough to be able to accept. The, so his parents must have accepted it for him, the conversion. I thought. Oh, I didn't know it worked like that. I thought. I thought once that kid got to be bar bat mitzvah, he had to accept it on his own. Well, he has like a right of refusal. Uh, oh, that it, how it that's oh, how it works. Oh, but oh, that oh, is, oh, um, oh. They, they take him to the mikvah. They give him a bris when as they a. Convert. Uh, when they convert, his parents, oh, and, okay. and so he's converted as a cotton, and then somebody stole some from him. Tosas wants to know how he how he had any money, how this how kid had any, any money, because yeah. anything the kid had belongs to the parents, and so that, that's what Tosas was working on. So, um, uh, but it, either way, if that, if somebody were to steal from this kid and the kid died, there'd be no one to give it back to. So normally. You can't just keep it with an adult. You have to, you know, you're going to have to go to the far corners of the world to trace that guy. He's, he must, he might have a relative somewhere. There's no way, you know. How would you know? He came, he came from a foreign land. You're going to have to check it out with a child. Then there's no, he's not connected to anybody. Tan Rabban, our rabbis taught Hashem lekoin, Kono Hashem, Hashem acquires it, and he says, you know what? I'll let my Kohanim have it. Lekoin shuba usu mishmar, atom lekoin shuba mishmar. Now. Do you have to give it to the Kohen who's on duty? In other words, the Kohanim would take turns in the base of Mikdush two weeks a year. And so we're saying that when you want to do tshuva, you have to give it back to whatever group of Kohanim is in the base of Mikdush at that time. But what if you have a Kohen who's a good friend? What if you have a Kohen who gives you dafyomi and you want to give it to him, right? Now, nobody <laughs> dafyomi is going to steal, right? But uh, you know somebody. So, maybe you can give it to any Kohen you want. It says, It's talking about bringing an, an atonement. So clearly, we're talking about the same one you bring your Corbin to, that's the one you pay back the stolen money. Um, a person stole um, a Kohen steals, and um, a Kohen stole from a convert, and now the convert died. So the Kohen uh, is thinking, wait a second, if it was my turn in the base of Migdush, and uh, I was not a, I wasn't the thief, so it was someone else, and he'd be doing tshuva, he would be giving it back to the Kohanim that are there. So since I'm a Kohen, can't I give it back to myself? 
That's the question. Since it goes to Kohanim, and I'm a Kohen, and I got it, I should be able to keep it. This is really similar to what we said before, where you have the robber that inherited his dad, and he's saying, well, I'm my dad, I can keep it. But no, that doesn't, that doesn't solve the problem. Well, why would it be a different case? Because it's Kohanim. So you're supposed to give it to the Kohen that's on duty, but he's also a Kohen, so maybe he's eligible to take it. Instead of giving it to the oh, other Kohan, and maybe he can just keep it for himself. Oh. So he's saying, maybe if, uh, so, if there's other people who, um, who have to give back, I'm perfectly eligible to receive other people's tshuva money, certainly I should be able to keep my own glow cane. Uh, he said it a little bit, a bit different. My uh, If there's something that until now he didn't own it, but uh, but once it's his, you can't take it away. Something that he actually owns, until it became his, once. The Kohen has it. He shouldn't have to give it away. So If it's something he didn't have until now, just like he didn't have it, but no one else had it either. Where it's theft, just like um, he has it now, really it's owed to someone else. In other words, when you steal, it, it really doesn't belong to you. It belongs to someone else. So it's not just a matter of you keeping what goes to the Kohanim. It, it's you have to give it back. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're saying that if you steal it, it's, it, you have to pay it back and give it to your fellow Kohanim. I vexive. There's an interesting concept. When you bring a Korban, it goes to the Kohanim. What if you're a Kohen? So then you could keep your own Corbin. If you're a Kohen and you're bringing an offering, you could designate yourself to receive your offering. So here... That an offering for the public? A general, a general offering, right. General. A public offering, whatever you decide to bring. So normally you go up and you give it to the Kohanim. But what if you're a Kohen? So you could keep it yourself. So our question here is... Where did that carbon come from? Just the treasuries? The Kohen owned, owned, owned an animal and decided to bring a Corbin. For the public? No, no, for, uh, he wanted for to bring a peace offering or he wanted yeah, to bring that a... Would be, there's no Kiddush, I mean... So instead of giving it to the other Kohanim, he's allowed to say, even if it's not his week, he's it. allowed to say, well, I'll, I'll take it. Mm. So our question is, in this case, he's bringing the theft, uh, so why can't he... I would have thought he could designate himself. Mm. So... Um, then, then he loses the atonement. Uh, so that, that's what we're speaking out, how, how that works. That, that's really the subject here. Um, uh, so, uh, doesn't he normally keep it? So Mor is saying, maybe the case is that he's, he's, he's not eligible to bring offerings that week because he's Tameh. Would he be eligible to receive the Corbin? He is uh, he, he's not on duty that week. 
Let's learn out from the uh, Kohen by the field. The Tanya, who's also his property. My Tamalomer. Menayin l'sada hayotza kohanim b'yovel. There are certain fields that are that are uh, go back to the owner, and the owner sold them, and he no longer is connected to them. So then they'll go to the kohanim. And uh, one of the kohanim is the one that bought the field. Menayin shelo yomar. He might say, "Hoil v'yotza kohanim b'yovel." Anyways, the field is going to go back to the Kohanim. And I own this now. I should be able to keep it. If I'm eligible to get other people's fields, I should be able to keep my own. He can keep what's his. This isn't his. He has to pay it, and it goes to the other Kohanim. So, um, it, it's uh, even though the Kohen gets, he's still got to give, basically. And and even though he's a Kohen, he still has to give his fellow Kohanim. Uh, now the Gemara, though, is going to go into this subject a little bit more. Tanner Rabbanim, a rabbi's learned. How do you know a Kohen can go whenever he wants? Usually, um, you got to wait. Um, or deal with whatever Kohanim are there, but if you want to bring your own Korban and you're a Kohen, you could just go to the base of Megdish whenever you want. Whenever you want. And you can actually do that Avoda even though it's not your week. And how do we know that if you bring your own Korban, you can keep the meat and the hide? Your holy things, lo ye belong to you. Haketzat. So what do you do? What if you have a blemish and you can't do the avoda? So you give it to the, um, you don't get to keep it. You have to give it to the one who does the avoda. But but you got to keep the hide uh, and we'll take this, uh, take this tomorrow. But uh, the question really here, then it's what the subject that we've really jumped into is... Um, when you have to give something to someone and then now you are from the people that are, are representing that person. It's like where the person has to give it to his dad, his dad died, and now he owns the estate. So the same thing with a Kohen, where you have to give it to a Kohen and you're a Kohen, uh, that's how we got into the subject. When can he keep it and when does he have to give it? Okay, we'll stop here. Have a good day.